0: Hello everyone. I am Gaurav Dhupar and I welcome you to Agile Cast powered by Zebia. I thank Zebia for giving me the opportunity to share my views and experiences on the topic Leading in the Age of Digital and Hybrid Practices. Let me give you a brief background about myself before doing a deep dive into the topic. I work as program manager with Genpact and passionate about embracing agile mindset. I help teams and organizations to thrive during period of uncertainty. I am a strategic thinker, IT delivery leader, and a digital transformation expert. I try to maintain the balance between predictive and adaptive practices in project management. In this era of digital transformation, where the focus is more on bringing an alignment between people, process, technology, and culture, it becomes imperative to understand why it is so important to stay relevant and focus on purpose-driven change. It is not only about automating and digitalization of your processes, but to make them more aligned with the strategy. Your strategy needs to have clearly defined strategic goals, which are smart, that is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely, so that it can adapt quickly to changing market demands. Now it is very important to understand the critical capability in the digital age, which is building digital fluency. So leaders who excel at this capability recognize digital technology's potential to help their organizations more effectively serve customers and create new value for customers and the business. They keep track of the digital trends and with others in the enterprise, they explore ideas for using digital to reinvent their organization's business model competitive strategy, or operating model to get maximum value from the digital technology. Essentially, if you look at it, digital leadership is a combination between digital culture and digital competence. So, there are two aspects which relates to the existing culture in the organization and the existing capabilities which are there in the organization. There are various steps for making a digital transformation initiative successful. They are, first we need to see whether we are able to build a leadership coalition so that there is a proper alignment between the leadership teams. Then we need to see whether we have defined an end state or define the new business process which will deliver improved value. The next step is we need to build a transformation roadmap and then we need to see whether we are able to adapt and learn and also we need to identify the KPIs to measure effectiveness of the initiative. So it is very important that we measure what we deliver. If we can't measure, we cannot improve. Uh, As far as the digital transformation goes, we need to focus on three key areas, which is about customer experience, your operational processes, and the business models. And in that aspect, we have to look at various digital tools and technologies also which could be your automation or the hyper automation, uh, the cloud or it could be the big data and the analytics. So all these set of tools and technologies help you to improve the innovation rate, the flexibility, the scalability, Uh, it also provides data-driven actionable insights and also helps you in managing the change in demand and supply. Now when leading a digital initiative, it is very important to focus on three critical focus areas. The first one is reimagining the customer experience to make it more personalized and relevant. Strategically applying new technologies to unlock productivity growth and third promoting disruption to build more innovative solutions and reinvent their business. So as far as the reimagining the customer experience goes, there was a research which was done from McKinsey and it found that personalization contributed to increasing the return on investment on marketing spend by five to eight times and in improving sales by 10% or more. So you can see the improvement it has brought in ROI and the sales. So to understand your customer better, organizations store and analyze a wide variety of data ranging from simple demographic data to more empirical methods. And we also need to understand what it means for a leader. So for a leader, uh, the leader needs to define the strategy around the customer's pain point. They have to think beyond organization's products and competitors by using big data and analytics build transparency in how consumer data is being used and ensure compliance with prevailing data privacy regulations and laws. So it is very important when we are uh, using the consumer data, we also need to make sure that the data privacy and the ethical use of data is there. The next part is We also need to apply new technologies and ways of working to existing infrastructure and processes. Uh, And in this context, uh, I would like to highlight a famous article written in Harvard Business Review uh, titled Digital Transformation is Not About Technology. So it says uh, companies are pouring millions into digital transformation initiatives, but a high percentage of those fail to pay off. So what is the reason for that? And that's because the companies put the card before the horse, focusing on a specific technology. Uh, Say, for example, we need an artificial intelligence uh, system, or we need a machine learning strategy, or we need some robotic process automation to automate our processes, rather than doing the actual work of fitting the change into the overall business strategy first. So not only should they align the tech investments with business goals, but they should also lean more on insider knowledge than outside. And they also need to acknowledge the fears about job loss or getting replaced. So that fear needs to be addressed and recognized by the leaders. Because that will actually help in controlling or minimizing the resistance to change. Uh, it is also very important to note uh, that of the dollar 1.3 trillion that was spent on digital transformation uh, last year, it was estimated that dollar 900 billion went to waste. And why do some digital transformations efforts succeed and others fail? Fundamentally, it's because most digital technologies provide possibilities for efficiency gains and customer intimacy. But if people lack the right mindset to change uh, and the current organization practices are flawed, then definitely digital transformation will simply magnify those flaws instead of uh, improving the efficiency or uh, delivering the uh, best outcomes. So it is very important to figure out your business strategy before you invest in anything. So that's the most important part. And digital transformation should be guided by the broader business strategy. So there is no single uh, technology that will deliver speed or innovation, but it would be the combination of various technologies that give you a holistic type of uh, approach so that you can actually combine various tools Uh, for a given organization and for a particular project. And that may vary from project to project. But that will actually help you to understand what is actually required. Uh, The next part is the leaders need to leverage the inside talent. That is very important. Uh, If they do not uh, understand or leverage the talent already existing in the organization and they focus more on bringing people from outside or outside consultants. So they need to understand uh, that it is not necessary that the outside consultants will actually help in solving the problem. Because there is no one size fits all approach. And the approach to transforming organization is to rely instead On uh, the insider staffs who have intimate knowledge about what works and what does not in their daily operations, right? Uh, Then we also need to understand uh, How to design the customer experience From the outside in So basically uh, We have to improve the customer satisfaction Uh, We also need to see uh, Whether The efforts which we are putting are in the right direction. And what is the best way to maximize customer satisfaction? Uh, It is not necessary that you bring a big change. It could be smaller scale changes also, uh, which could bring uh, considerable benefits. The only way to know where to alter and how to alter is through obtaining extensive and in-depth input from the customers. Uh, The leaders also need to recognize the employees fear uh, like I mentioned earlier of being replaced and they also need to explain the purpose of change. The clarity of purpose is most important. And if leaders communicate that well, it brings uh, benefits in terms of acceptance as well as it brings uh, the confidence amongst the employees to try something new. And of course, there is a need for agility and agile decision making, right? And that comes from the agile mindset. So it's not only about uh, doing agile, but actually being agile, right? So it needs to uh, build the ability to learn and unlearn and making the customer central, right? Uh, it also requires upskilling the digital competence, And also focus on rapid prototyping. Like you emphasize on design, test and learn, right? The normal uh, PDCA cycle which we talk about uh, where you plan, do, check and adjust. So similarly, you need to continuously focus on building rapid prototypes to get a quick feedback. And most importantly, the collaboration among internal stakeholders. Uh, You also need to see whether the external alliances and the existing ecosystems are there they have a good uh, overall landscape which defines that it gives more experiential type of learning uh, to the employees to the teams which actually helps in building a learning culture in the organization and there should always be evidence-based decision making So that is the most important part, which is required. And as a leader, uh, implementing a digital initiative is more than just adopting new technologies to truly ramp up productivity, have a clear use case for each of your digital investments and balance the hard knowledge of digital with soft skills. So it is very important to have the soft skills also such as agility, team management, digital upskilling, which will be imperative in the new normal. And of course, fail fast and often to build innovative solutions. As failure is imperative to any sort of business success. So it is important that we fail fast and often and also try to proceed and progress. So it is not like, Uh, We have failed, we are stuck, we cannot move forward, but we need to continuously innovate because it gives a freedom to think beyond how things have already been done, right? So there is a chance or a scope to disrupt and change our lives for the better. And many successful companies have already made failure a critical part of their workplace culture. Uh, And as a leader, uh, uh, he needs to encourage the employees to run experiments with new ideas, focus on learning from experimentation, and increase an acceptance and comfort with failure. So that's the most important part. And coming to the actual uh, practices which are required, so it's basically uh, you need to manage and promote diversity. The diversification of ideas actually help you in bringing new thoughts, new ideas to the table, right? It also uh, helps you in bringing inclusiveness, right? And that's where the age of hybrid work is coming up, uh, which helps you in embracing soft and hard skills. Uh, You also need to have both predictability and adaptability. And you also need to see whether your project context requires what type of practices. So it is not one size fits all approach. So there needs to be a long term enterprise agility uh, in the entire uh, plan or in the entire uh, landscape, which will actually help you to retain adaptability, flexibility and balance. So balance is very important. It is not uh, just important to have agility, but along with agility, you also need to have stability. Because then ol- uh, only the solution or the system would be sustainable. So the objective should be to bring sustainability. And that's about uh, the hybrid approaches which we normally uh, follow. Uh, it's not only about the project management which we are doing, but also it's about the hybrid culture which promotes diversity, equity, uh, inclusion. And along with that, it also helps you to bring hybrid operations as well you also look at uh, the various uh, technology part, which is about say hybrid cloud. So it's basically combining of a private cloud with one or more public cloud services. So the benefit is you get the benefit of both private and public cloud, right? On the technology side. Similarly, uh, it could be in the form of hybrid data management also, because it enables enterprises to drive innovation by seamlessly sharing, accessing, and analyzing data uh, through various different sources. Uh, and hybrid data management allows uh, various traditional big data analytics, structured, unstructured data, and even the data in the cloud or data on-premise or data in the partner ecosystem to be uh, managed and uh, overall uh, give the entire value, which is required while analyzing the data. So there could be various sources. There could be external sources as well, uh, which are actually required to give a holistic view of the data in order to enable uh, actionable uh, decision making then if you look at it uh, there are also hybrid marketing campaigns uh, being run where you cater to offline as well as online customers so the approach is to become more flexible and that flexibility comes through hybrid practices because it allows you to uh, pick the best practices from various uh, or more than one uh, approaches that helps you to bring the best practices from various approaches, right? And when we have all these hybrid culture, hybrid workplace, uh, hybrid technology, uh, there is a need to have hybrid project management also. And you would be very uh, surprised to know uh, that the PMI study uh, in their famous uh uh, survey, which is known as the Drivers of Agility, found that the companies exhibiting high degree of agility, uh, 68% use agile methods, 71% predictive, and 72% used a hybrid methodology, which is combination of predictive and agile practices. And there was another PMI report in uh, Pulse of Profession, which indicated that the companies which are highly competent in agile project management are using hybrid approaches, right? And it showed that 60% of these companies use hybrid project management all or most of the time. Now, we need to understand why there is a need for hybrid management. Because it helps you to get the best practices from both the worlds. Predictive as well as adaptive. It also brings flexibility and structure. right? Because we need to have sustainable systems. And that demands both agility and stability. It helps you to... uh, basically, uh, uh, allow various models or, uh, various practices to coexist. And it also helps you to, uh, handle uncertainties, right? Uh, so every time you see, uh, the requirements are not fixed, right? So requirements may change when you are working in a projectized environment. So requirements are bound to change. So, in such situations, you need to have some flexibility. Uh, there are times where you have crystal clear requirements where you could go with uh, predictive approaches, and where there uh, the requirements are more exploratory in nature, there you need to have some sort of adaptability. And it is observed that fully agile and fully sequential uh, approaches are not always sufficient. And that's the uh, requirement for a hybrid approach. Uh, And it helps you to build some sort of custom approach for bringing improved outcomes. And it also helps you to bring flexibility in goals uh, and it also covers the possible deficiencies of individual models, right? So, there could be a situation that an individual model is not sufficient enough, but when you combine it with some other model, it gives you more flexibility, right? And in nutshell, uh, if you talk about the digital age and the hybrid management, uh, the main objective or the main focus should be that there should be clarity of purpose. Uh, you should be able to measure the predictability and the adaptability part both. And you need to continuously inspect and adapt. You need to follow a plan, but revise it when it is required, right? So you need to adopt approaches, but tailor processes and make them more lean so that it actually aligns with your digital initiative. Because digital initiative also requires continuous experimentation, adaptability. Uh, It also requires tailoring of your processes, right? The existing processes may not be working well. So you need to streamline or tailor your processes. And that's what is required in a hybrid approach as well. So you can see the similarities between the hybrid approach and the digital uh, initiatives that requires more flexible and a culture which promotes continuous learning and last but not the least, you need to have that sustainability because if your model is of your system is not sustainable, it will not go for a long time, right? So you need to have both agility and stability, uh, go together so that you can actually build robust systems. So with that, uh, I end my discussion on the topic, uh, leading in the age of digital and hybrid practices. And I hope you must have enjoyed and, uh, liked the idea of how hybrid practices can work successfully in a digital initiatives. And there is a lot of uh, similarities between Uh, the digital initiatives, and the hybrid practices. Thank you so much.